Chris, you there? Yeah, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Itchy Ginger. <laughs> nice, man. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, man. How's it going? Oh, not too bad, buddy. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, not actually. It's been a, it's been an uphill battle, but it's been pretty good the past couple of weeks. I can't really complain too much. Yeah, man. You got to take those uh, small breaks when you can, and you know, just try not to worry about it and just make the best out of it. I mean, you know, stress is the main killer in my opinion. It absolutely is, man. And I find that that truly is the hardest thing to get over is the what if uh, factor, you know, like I find myself saying a lot, like, what if this is the way I'm going to be for the rest of my life? What if this never changes? What if I just have severe eczema and I'm never going to see clear skin again? Yeah, I agree, man. Doubt is uh, one of the hardest things, I think, when going through this. There's, you know, there's constant doubt until you until you catch a break or finally see healing. And then, you know, it kind of reinvigorates things for you. And then you go into another flare and the doubt starts again. And it's, man, it's a battle, dude. <laughs> it's It's one hell of a battle, man. But I got to say, if I look back, when I first started this process uh, to today, it's just, I mean, it's crazy the uh, gains that I've made, man. I mean, I was 218 pounds last September, swollen to no end, so much edema and atrophy. I mean, it was just absolutely ridiculous. I look at the pictures and it just breaks my heart, man, because I don't recognize the person in those pictures. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that. And in fact, you know, I I kind of regret it now, but I didn't take a lot of pictures, uh, mainly because I just really didn't want to remember it. But, uh, you know, I'm the same. Uh, if I look back to where I was, uh, the first year was actually the first year and a half was absolute hell. You know, I mean, I was pretty much bedridden. I couldn't move it. it I mean, the amount of agony was incredible. And you know, now for the most part, I uh, right now I have pretty clear skin. I'm up and moving. My energy levels are back. You know, it, it's incredible how far I've come when I look back to it. Sure. How how long have you been going through it now? Uh, this will be, geez, actually in two days will be three years and four months. Wow. Yeah. That's just so crazy to me, man. It's, you know, and. I see people on the site that have been going through it for five, six years. And I'm just like, do I have another four years in me? Yeah. You know, I, I remember in the early stages thinking that, and uh, you know, one thing I've noticed is there are a few people who are pushing five, six randomly, even seven years I've seen. Yeah, but you you don't really see many people pushing past that, and uh, you know those people who are there five, six, seven years for the most part, it's really manageable. It's not detrimental anymore. It's not right. life ruining. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that that is a stress factor, though, man. Like, it's always in the back of your mind. You know, hey, am am I really gonna get out of this? But you look at the overall vast majority of people and they're out of it within two, three, four years and, and it's right. over with. So, right. well, and I, you know, and I've said it so many times, I, th I think I use the word 
podcast, but I really did get lucky in the beginning of this because I, I feel like when it comes down to it, we, with this support group, I think I have an advantage over a lot of people that started this um, without the support group. And, yeah. And so I've gotten a lot of uh, really good information and I've had the ups in to where I was, I was approved for disability in a very short amount of time. Yes. Um, which is crazy because I mean, I've seen people with way worse disabilities in the long term scheme of things. It's not just a skin condition, not been approved for disability. And I'm just shaking my head going, how the hell did I get, get approved? I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm in the same boat. Um, you know, when I first came across it, I saw, you know, Rappaport's infamous video and, uh, right when I saw that, it everything clicked, and I did a ton of research, and I got as much knowledge as I could before I, I stopped the steroids. Even I believe I joined the group before I stopped, and then I went into it, and you know, right away I was in such bad shape. When I saw the doctors, it was basically like, well, dude, it doesn't matter what you think this is. The bottom line is I can't work. Right. And, you right. know, every everyone's in agreement, and. And, you know, the stars aligned or whatever, and thank God I got on it quick, too. But, yeah, I see other people with, you know, TSW just as bad as me or, you know, with underlying ailments that can't get it. And it it surprises me, man, you know, and and that's huge. That's that's been huge in my healing that, you know, not having to work. It's a blow to the ego, but when you're going through something like this, you you need rest in certain cases it's almost physically impossible to do anything oh yeah yeah well you said you said you were bedridden and I, i was the same way man i mean literally up until about i'd say three months ago i was in bed 18 hours a day oh yeah dude definitely i I walked at a I walked at a right angle i literally I walked bent over staring at the ground because, I mean, any thought of standing up straight was just unbearable. No, yeah. I mean, for me, pretty much every movement felt like something was tearing open. So, you know, yeah, I mean, literally the first 18-ish months, I was 12 to 18 hours a day in a bathtub, like every single day just to get that relief. And then, you know, you get out of the bathtub, you dry out things start hurting again back in the bathtub so and that's and you know that's the crazy thing to me is i'm sitting here thinking to myself i've had four or five and i didn't have a bathtub i haven't had a bathtub this entire time because i'm living with my mother and we have a disabled my my nephew has cerebral palsy oh man i'm sorry no it's all good brother he's i mean this kid's he makes me he makes me feel like such a punk ass sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's I'm cool though. Here, I'm over here bitching about dry skin and itchy skin and red oozing skin. And he's, hey, he's had 15 major surgeries, a hip replacement. He just had a surgery on his arm to extend the yeah, tendons. Dude. And, you know, I'm like bitching about dry skin. Well, but, you know, TSW, dude, that's, it's no joke. I mean, yeah, I, I do feel for for your nephew, you know, but. I personally think after going through what I did that it's probably one of the hardest, you know, health conditions a human can endure. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100% agree, man. 100% agree because it's not just, 
it's not just dry skin. It's not just the oozing and the flaking and feeling like you're tearing open. Then you got the nerve pain and the atrophy. And there's oh, so many, so many different levels to what we go through that I, I couldn't imagine. I, I, I would much rather have dealt with some other condition. No, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's one thing that surprised me the most, you know, with all the information I gained at the start of it, you know, and then actually going through it. And then you realize that it's so much more than just skin deep, you know, it it affects the organs, the nervous system. You know, I want to even say I've read things that it kind of affects the chemical imbalance of your brain, which which to me kind of makes sense because at the start of TSW, my emotions were extremely out of whack and it was not from the trauma of TSW. It was just, it was different. So I can't really explain it, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I (laughs) I would literally cry 15, 16 times. I would just burst out in tears. Yeah, me too. And it had nothing, you know, it wasn't because, yeah, I'd mentally prepared for this. I wasn't crying because TSW was ruining my life or it hurt. It it was, yeah, my emotions were just extremely out of whack, man. It's so crazy how fast it happens, too. I mean, I can I can literally remember being in Florida and we moved again. We moved from Kansas City to Florida for the reason of the skin and thought we thought that Florida was going to heal our skin and it made mine and my daughter's skin so much worse, but it was still just, you know, bad eczema. Yeah. And then it was just overnight this thing grew into something that I have never seen before in my entire life. And it was just insane because, I mean, I literally lost my job, my social life, my 401k savings. Everything went overnight. It was just like, boom, here you go. Yeah, literally from – I was showing TSW symptoms while I was still using steroids. But, you know, once I started withdrawing, I mean, you're right, overnight. Like within a week, I I lost my job, my social life, you know. Um, Having to wait for the disability pretty much, yeah, I lost all my savings. Like it – everything so i i completely get where you're coming from on that it's it's nuts isn't it man so when it comes to your diet have you have you drastically changed the way you eat or okay so i i'm one of the believers that diet doesn't make much of a difference when it comes to at least the vascular problem of tsw um and the only reason I say this is because I go off experience. At the start, I did cut out alcohol. Um, before I went into TSW, I worked in a bar. I lived the scene. It was a big part of my life. So I figured that was a great idea to stop that. Right. And I also cut down on sugar because it's, a, it's an inflammatory. But, you know, the thing about it is, man, is I spent, you know, the first two years of TSW when things were bad just – constantly worrying about oh why am i in another flare is it something i eat you know what did i eat that caused this or you know is it something i did an environmental factor and now upon healing up and i've reintroduced all those foods and i'm fine so i spent a ton of time just stressing myself out about what i was doing wrong when in actuality 
it was really nothing. But, you know, I, I can't say that a healthy diet probably doesn't have some beneficial factors to healing. So, Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, man. I think we all are in the same boat to where I, I spent the first two years just driving myself mad. And my yeah. mom, God love her, she'd get on the Internet and be like, well, have you tried this? We should try this. And, and oh, I found I came across this today. And it's like, if I have to introduce one more thing or take one more thing away, I'm going to jump off a bridge. Yeah, that's really how I felt. I mean, you know, your life literally gets robbed from you in in pretty much every aspect. And then, you know, man, some of the things like eating food that I like, man, was one of the small comforts that I had left Uh in life, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, my mom's the same way. Hey, we should try this and this and this and this and just, just beating myself up for months on end which probably didn't help my healing at all right right so you know like i said uh, obviously a diet is probably an issue for some people and you know it's never going to hurt anybody to be on a healthy diet but looking looking back the stress i caused myself wasn't worth it right i think it was probably more detrimental than the shit you were eating honestly yes i that's kind of where my thought process is on it so and and when i really think about it too it's funny because i would go to my dermatologist and he'd be like okay so what do you think is what have you done differently what's causing this flare and i'm like how could i ever possibly know what's causing a flare when i'm constantly (laughs) in a state of flare yeah and that i think that's one of the hardest things about tsw is you know just you just have to realize that nothing is causing the flare. It's just TSW, <laughs> man. It's just the cycle it's going through. Like, right. if you sit there and beat yourself up constantly. Shit, what did I do? What? Why is this coming back? No, you didn't do anything. It's just, right. it's just the withdrawal process. You it's, try it's, not to worry about it. It's just such a hard pill to swallow, man. Oh, it's definitely. Because you you have to sit there and think, man, there's got to be a reason. There has to be a reason this is happening. And, you know, you want so badly to have to find that one thing that just turns it around. Yep. Yeah. Like, man. Oh, this is the miracle cream or this is the pill. This is the whatever it may be. You want to find that one thing that cures it. And it's just time. <laughs> yeah. And you're right, man, that. The hardest pill about this whole thing to swallow is it, it's time because this robs everything from you and yep. you want to get back to your life. You want, you want to get back to normalcy and it, Oh yeah. And it, it's hard you know, you can't really, there's no quick way to end this process. I, I don't think so. Right, you know, right. it's, it's hard to accept the fact that, well, you're going to have a really shitty time for, two to five years possibly yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you know man i'll tell you one thing and you wouldn't have caught me saying this a couple years ago but in the state i am now and how i feel now and going through everything i'm kind of glad this happened to me it uh it made me it it changed me as a person and, and i found out a lot about myself and that's more valuable than than anything that would have happened to me if I would have continued my life otherwise. I absolutely agree, man. Um, 
and that that again is another hard pill to swallow too but i i talked about it uh with alicia and Lindsay both you know i worked my ass off through the ranks of the restaurant business to get to where i was at and i mean i worked my ass off i didn't have a college education yep. i didn't go to business school I, I did that shit on a 1.16 GPA. Like, I, I barely graduated high school, brother. It was a 1.6 GPA. I, I screwed off a lot, but I worked my ass off, and I was working for Chili's when this, when this hit. And they, they had a store for me in Olathe with my name on it, dude. I was, I, I've wanted for so long to see my name on the front of a restaurant. That was my goal in life, man, was just – I, I just, I wanted that. I wanted that general manager position because I worked my ass off for it. And now whenever this is all said and done and I can get back to work, I'm so far removed from the restaurant industry. It's going to take me, I'm going to have to go right back to the beginning, man. And that's you know, so frustrating. You know, um, I've worked in the restaurant industry my entire life too. And first of all, you know, that's, it's a brutal job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, a, you know, for a lot of people, it's a beginner job, but if, if you're going to take it serious and you're good at it, it, it is not an easy job at all. Absolutely not. And it, it does. It takes a lot to work up in the ranks. Um, and, you know, I had the same thought, like, what am I going to do? You know, I've, yeah, I've had that. I've had management positions, but yeah, I'm so far removed, it's going to be like starting over. And yeah, I'm just to the point now where... Yeah, <laughs> I might as well just start over a new career at this point, you know, like my initial thoughts after this, you know, healing up the trade school, you know, I'm, I'll be 40 years old by the time I'm healed. Right. Hopefully. And then, you know, you're, you know, within five years in a trade school, you could be making really good money. You just, you just have to focus on something, you know, I'm, but it's tough either way you look at it, you know, regardless of what you're going to do again. But yeah, it's, it's literally like starting over. Yeah. Well, and thankfully for me, um, I've always kind of been a jack of all trades. Uh, I always carried two jobs. I would serve tables at night and then work a day job in the day. So I've done construction. I worked for the airlines. I worked for the railroad for a year. Uh, Did I worked for uh, wholesale department of a, of a car dealership. Um, so, I mean, I've got a lot of different facets of the world that I can go into, but I just, I, I was so good at what I did. I was yeah, man. so damn good at that, man. And it just breaks my heart because I just feel like, you know, aside from everything, man, aside from my kids, that was the one thing that kept me really grounded was my work. Yeah. Yeah, it's understandable. And, you know, hey, dude, it's never too late. It, no. Just because you went through this, it doesn't mean you're, you know, any less good at what you did. Yeah, it, it may take <laughs> a second to get your speed back up, but as far as serving tables, that's a personal thing. And if you got that, you got it. Exactly. So. Exactly. I just uh, – and I, I guess I'm in the same boat with you where I, I've just really thought about it. I'm like, do I even want to go back to that route? Because, I mean, like you said, it's such a demanding profession. It's so stressful. The hours it's incredibly suck. stressful, yeah. The, the hours are absolutely god-awful. And so when I really think about it, man, even if I do heal, do I really want to go back to that shit show? I mean, 
Yeah, that, that, that was exactly my thoughts, man. You know, exactly my thoughts. Like, I, I don't I don't care to tell that because I didn't put a lemon in somebody's drink or, you know, I, just, I don't know that I want to go back there. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it. you know, you, you can really get demeaned for the most menial things and <laughs> nobody wants that in a job. You know, it, if you're going to yell at me for something, yell at me for something I actually really messed up on, not, not something <laughs> right. that can be taken care of very right. easily, you know. Well, and the shitty thing is, uh, when I when I was working for Chili's, I had actually kind of made my mind up that it was it was a really weird couple of months, man. Because I was running a bar and grill, I was the general manager of a place called Brew Top here in Kansas City. Nice. A couple buddy, a couple buddies of mine owned it. They'd called me over and said, "Hey, man, we want you to come run this joint." So I did. I couldn't do the three, four o'clock in the morning anymore because of my kids, man. It was just, it was beating me up, dude. I was getting out of work at four o'clock and I wasn't getting home till five or six. Uh, a couple of those nights I decided I was going to go out and have a couple of drinks and I'd get shit faced and, uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, it, it was beating me up. So then I decided that I was going to go back to school and I was going to go into nursing. Uh, because that's something else that's always really been something that I really wanted to do. I want to take care of people, whether right. it be in the service industry or, or vice versa. I, so I was like, you know what? Male nurses are in high demand. It's a great job, good money. Uh, sure, it's still stressful, long hours, whatever, whatever. But it keeps me in that 12-hour-a-day, go, go, go type thing. And then I got right. really, really sick. And so I had to give up school. Uh, at the same time, so it was like, not only did I lose my job, then I lost the school and I, I wasted a bunch of money there and lost my Pell Grants. And oh, it's just, just such a whirlwind, man. And then then you have the the prison mentality because you're stuck in that room, in that bed for so long. You almost become, I hate to say institutionalized, but like it's it's like being in prison, man. You feel yeah, like no, you're in you're a block. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, only in this past year have I recently kind of been out a little bit here and there and started to see people again, you know, hey, I'm still alive type of thing. And, <laughs> uh, like the first couple times I went out, it really took me a second to kind of ease back into being in a crowd, I guess, which is funny because, you know, working at a bar for 15-ish years, I'm completely used to that. And right. it, it, it was, it was different. I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, it, it does take a while to, to escape that mentality, but you know, like, like, like TSW with time, it, life eases back into itself and right, normal right. becomes normal. So, and see, I, I, I find myself to where like my girlfriend has been, one of my champions and um, her and my mother, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here plain and simple bar none in the story. Um, but I'm even awkward around her, you know, and that's the yeah. thing. like, I'm so socially inept that I can't, <laughs> I can't even hang out with my own girlfriend and she doesn't give a shit. And I know she doesn't give a shit, but I just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with her, I'm just not used to it. Because I yeah. spent so much GD time alone that yep. I have just become this shell of a person that I used to be. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I definitely – one thing I noticed when uh, 
when going out, like getting used to people again, that, that was kind of easy for me. What, what I noticed happening with me a lot is reaction to touch when someone would come by and touch you. I'm yeah. so used to flinching from being in pain. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like for the first, you know, couple months I was out, I, I just found myself flinching when anybody got near me or touched me. And it, you kind of have to retrain your, your body and your mind, man. So, well, and we did, uh, last year, it was funny because, uh, I, it was one of the first times that I'd been out. Um, I had my hip replaced in January. Oh yeah. That's the other part of it. The oral steroids have killed my, uh, killed my bones. So I'm getting ready to go see my surgeon on Friday to have my left hip replaced. Oh dude. Oh my God. What a brutal ride, man. What a, you know, I was on a lot of orals too, and I can definitely like, I know joint and muscle pain is a common symptom and I went through a lot of that, but I can feel, I can still feel some rickety joints, man. And I'm kind of wondering how much permanent damage those orals did to me. Well, and that's what I was talking to Alicia about the other day. Um, If I was you, I would definitely make an appointment to see an endocrinologist and get a bone density scan done because those, those oral steroids, if you were on them for any extended period of time, man, they wreak on your joints yeah it wasn't necessarily like extended periods of time but you know there was a point where for a couple months right before i started tsw i'd be going to the doctor once a month to get a prescription so i oh, man i chomped him down pretty good but it was only like week prescriptions at a time like seven day course and you know okay see they were doing me um in fact my doctor my allergist um, there was a point uh, two years ago because my 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 two years coming up in February next month. Nice. There was a point where she was writing me. I would do forty milligrams, thirty, twenty, ten. So that was a month. Okay. Oh, dude. And then she did it right back to back the same way. I would come off that five milligram taper. And then she would just dose me back on the 40, 30, 20, 10. Oh, dude, that so, is terrible. Absolutely, brother. And they did that to me for years. Well, and you trust, trust your doctor, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, well, and I, said it, I said it in my first podcast, man. Like, who in the hell is going to open one of those pamphlets and sit there and read every single little thing, man? Like, I, if I was going to the, if I, if, if I personally went to Hy-Vee, my local grocery store and was buying myself NyQuil, I'm going to do a little bit of research Yeah, because that's self-prescribing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But when a doctor hands me a prescription, I pretty sure he should be telling me all the negative things that I need to know. I, and I agree with you a hundred percent on that. And the thing about it is, it's like, Uh, So for me, a lot of the time I didn't have insurance. So I was seeing a different doctor every time, you know, Oh God! every single doctor I saw, I asked him the same question. Hey man, is this stuff safe? Yeah, no problem. You know, then I'd go to my pharmacist. Hey, so tell me about this. Well, steroids are fine. You should be fine. Pills are fine. Use the cream as much as you want. Every single doctor and pharmacist said they were safe. Yep. So, 100%, man. you know, and it, you're like, okay, well, th- these doctors have 
a decade of schooling at least you know pharmacists aren't stupid people they should know that their sole job is to understand the drug like right yeah and then you know now that tsw is more prevalent i i think i've ran into one pharmacist who agreed with it and you know the last two doctors i saw said they heard of it i don't know if they agreed with it or not but yeah, man, you know, when you got these people telling you all these things are, are fine for you and then it just leads you into this catastrophic mess, it's shit. It's disheartening as hell, man. And I think the most frustrating thing for me is to go to a doctor, go to a dermatologist and be seen and be told by the dermatologist, if you're not going to follow the protocol, there's nothing else I can do for you. Dude, that is so frustrating, and I've had that happen multiple times. In fact, I've had a – now that I have insurance, I've actually had doctors, you know, that are supposed to stick with me actually stop seeing me because right. I won't accept their treatment. Right. You know, that blows my mind, man. You know, like – It's crazy, man. It's like – it's like a veterinarian having a, a dog come in and, you know, that's on its deathbed and just being like, nah, shit, kick it out the back door. Well, I think part of that comes down to, you know, covering their ass, so to say. Like, well, you know, okay, the treatment, it's medically proven this treatment works. If you're not going to take it, I can't help you. Therefore, you know, you can't come back at me with any lawsuit or any type of you know thing like right, that right. so and i get that part of it man but it's like at what point in time do they not stop? okay so it took me probably i don't know 15 or 16 dermatologists to find one that would just accept the fact that i said no more steroids but um at what point in time do they do a skin biopsy you know yes. or even offer that you know i i actually <laughs> actually last year probably the start of my third year in the tsw um you know my lymph nodes had been extremely swollen the whole time for years and yep. finally this one doctor is like well hey we're, we're gonna have a, a biopsy done and we want all these tests done so that you know they send me to a cancer center of course and get all this blood work done and biopsies skin tests and it you know, hey, how, what were the results of the biopsy? Oh, well, you just have atopic dermatitis. Really? <laughs> yeah, like, really, dude? I, I just spent near $1,000 for you to tell me that. Like, uh -huh. which, you know, like, I kind of already knew was coming. Right, yeah. But, you know, like, I got to keep my disability, so I follow doctor's orders to some extent. You know, I know a biopsy isn't going to hurt me or send me into a flare. It, it, it's just pointless. Yeah. And, so, and unfortunately, I mean, that's this, that's the other thing too, is, I mean, for me, I have to have my disability. So I have to, I mean, and dude, I see an allergist, a dermatologist, endocrinology, psychiatry, psychology, Jesus, my, dude, Whoa. My general practitioner, pain management team. Oh, dude. I, I, they have me on uh, 30 milligram extended release morphine eight, every eight hours. Oh, that's and, terrible, man. Yep. And then eight milligrams of Dilaudid uh, every four hours is needed. Gee, it, I'm, I'm not sure what the laws in Kansas, but it, is marijuana legal there? Uh, no, not yet. Missouri, oh. Missouri's on the docket. We have uh, decriminalized pot, but 
I talked to my doctors about it. And that's the other shitty thing is I just had to quit smoking because they started drug testing me. And they told oh. me if I, if I failed another drug test, they would stop writing my prescriptions for my painkillers. And, dude, there's days where, I mean, I literally can't get out of bed and step out on my own two feet without these drugs, man, because my joints are so destroyed. Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. Painkillers. Yeah, you, you're definitely dealing with a lot more uh, joint issues and things like that than I did. So yeah, yeah I mean, that, and it's not just my it's not just my hips either, brother. It's my shoulders got to go. My knee, my right knee, and my left knee are both shot. Um, oh. It's ridiculous, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, man, I, I can't I can't fault you for doing that. You know, I don't think even smoking pot would help at that point for the no, pain. It doesn't. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It helped with the mood and sleep and all. I mean, it helped with a multitude of things, but with the pain, there's nothing that touches it, man. I mean, and we get those deep nerve twitches and all that. Oh yeah. Oh God. I've the, the, the list that I've tried is astronomically insane, dude. I, I, when I go back and I think about all the different shit that I've pumped into my body through this process, it's insane, but I'm again, I'm doing this on the word of my doctors. You know, yeah. I just had my allergist trying to get me on Zoller, an asthma medication she thought would help my eczema. And I'm like, I don't want to go take another injection. Yeah, no, dude. I, you know, I'm actually seeing an allergist right now just for the simple fact to keep up my disability. And they have me on a essentially what they call allergy therapy, which is a series of shots of basically stuff that you're allergic to to try and build up your immune system and it's literally a five-year course of these shots so jesus dude and you know at first i thought okay this is great you know even even if the immune systems are kind of falsified you know the the ige levels or whatever they are extremely high due to the steroids you know maybe this will help but right you know now now that i'm healing and I, i'm just thinking about it and i'm like well i'm just having a bunch of shit injected like into my yeah, body yeah like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably well, a see, great thing i see all these people that are on dupixent i was on dupixent for eight months and then i stopped thinking about it i'm like dupixent's only been around for four or five years man yep god Dude. knows the side effects of this shit all these new pills and you know a lot of those depixent cyclo i mean those are those are cancer drugs man those are immunosuppressant yep. drugs I, i've read up on a little bit of them and, and a lot of it like what they do the basis of what i read on them is the one thing they cure for eczema is itching so it yeah. helps beer itching so okay you know you're you're getting put on this drug for itching and to help calm your immune system down. Well, is that, it's just another bandaid, right? Is that really helping the process? Exactly. I've seen a ton of people in the group have withdrawal symptoms from immunosuppressants as well. Like I was on cyclosporin for a year. I was on methotrexate for a year. I was on Dupixin for (laughs) months. And I tell you what, brother, none of them helped. And I went through crazy ass flares the moment I got off of every single one of them. Yeah, man, I it, that scared the hell out of me when I read it through the group, so I never took any. But then again, you know, I had the luxury of disability. I didn't have to work. I don't have kids. I don't have to uh, – I don't need to be on something to function. I had right. the – you know, I had the time to sit back and heal. 
and a lot of people don't have that so i can't fault them for trying it but i no, don't think it's not. great and and unfortunately man like i said man i've been a single dad since day one of, of this of this withdrawal process my son just turned three years old and uh I, I've been going through this process since the day he was born, and uh, I've been doing it alone, man. And so, you dude, know, wow, it's it's rough, dude. When you have to wake, up, you know, again, I say wake up. Uh, there was five, six, seven day stretches where I wasn't sleeping. Oh yeah, no, dude, not even a joke, dude. Like those beginning no. first months, I like. And I tell people, and they're like, "Yeah, right." Literally, be lucky to get an hour of sleep every three four days maybe lucky 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 yeah lucky to get that hour of sleep dude and when you got it it was like the gates of heaven opened up oh dude and the crazy thing was like it didn't matter like i have a prescription for hydroxyzine 50 milligram and if i took one of those right now i'd be out for a day and a half (laughs) and like literally at the start of this when i was going through those you know no sleeping bouts like i could take 100 milligrams of that hydroxyzine smoke a bunch of weed take a (laughs) painkiller and nothing dude nothing at all damn thing I like that. I think that's one symptom you just got to ride out till your body is like, okay. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, like I said, this, I've been so blessed this past couple of weeks because I've finally been able to get out of bed, get dressed. My face isn't, you know, the, the worst thing for me, I guess, was when I would fall asleep. It scared the shit out of me because I didn't want to wake up to what I was waking up to. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I completely understand that, man. Because the moment a- I opened my eyes, I knew my face was fucked and I looked like a damn carnival show, you know? Oh, dude, definitely. And, uh, you know, another thing that's scary about sleep when you start getting it, it, you know, you're itching all the time no matter what, but you have semi control while you're awake and it, exactly. while you just wreck yourself, dude. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it's so disheartening, man. So disheartening, dude, because you wake up and you feel that pain and you're like, I just ripped myself to shreds. Oh, yeah. Like literally like peeling yourself off the sheets, just yeah. blood yeah. and just an, an incredible amount of skin. That's one thing that really freaked me out at the start of TSW. Like you lose such an astronomical amount of skin (laughs) on a daily basis you're just like my god how do i have any left like where does it keep coming from right yeah i I would wash my face and get all i would pick every little piece of dead skin off my face like i was i i'm ocd yeah i'm a picker dude i'm a picker i love picking me too it it was a (laughs) i see these big scabs forming and i'm like oh i can't wait till you're ready to come off (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i was the same way man so sick but i would you get over it i would tear all that shit off my face and then i'd wash my face it would dry and then boom my face would just be riddled with dry skin and again i'm like what the fuck yeah yeah or you know another thing that was surprising to me when i first started is, is you'd you'd be you know you're so dry and and you slather like I'd slather on Vaseline, man, and that oh, shit is yeah. thick, you know. Oh, and yeah. literally, like five minutes later, it's like you never put anything <laughs> on. You're like, what? The f- you what? 
<laughs> like, how is that even like I just put on like an inch thick layer of Vaseline, man. I will that, go through awesome. a tub of Aquaphor in a day. Oh, yeah. I did at the start, too. Easy. Dude, just... it's crazy. It's crazy. And that shit's $15 a tub. Yeah. Well, uh, well it's it's not going to help you to buy the cheap shit when you're going through. No. No, you can't, you can't sacrifice the cash, dude. And, you know, I found that out the hard way, man. Like, I've gone through so many different emollients, shea butter, and all the natural bullshit. And I, it comes right down to it, man. You got to spend the money. Yeah, you do. And, you know, if you think about it, like, well, at least for me, before I went through TSW, I was spending so much anyway, just at the store, you know, yeah. just one percent hydrocortisone tube every two days is like eight bucks uh you know a bunch of other creams fifteen dollar thing of cream this cream that cream literally like hundreds of dollars every month just to maintain some sort of normalcy so uh, you know i i look at it now and you balance it out and it's like well you're not spending you know really as much but then again you're broke because of tsw so yeah yeah it's, it's tough, man. It's real tough, dude. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> um, are, are both eczematic. So um, my daughter, I cured with probiotics. Um, nice. Yeah, dude. She, her skin is, I mean, it's so baby soft. And, I mean, she hasn't had a flare up in over a year, man. Um, speaking of that, that, that is one thing I will say. I think diet does make a difference for TSW if you are a child. Right. Absolutely. I absolutely 100% agree. I Um, mean, yeah. Come in. Um, In fact, I think my daughter's trying to come in my room right now. She's that poor girl. Um, But both of my kids got riddled with it. My son, he, he's still dealing with a little bit, but it's not too bad. I think the probiotics started to really kick in. But it's it's heartbreaking to have to go through this process and watch your kids go through it at the same time. And that's yeah, dude. I can only imagine. Like I personally, in my opinion, I almost think it's as hard on the caretaker as the person suffering. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, like when you're suffering you're kind of in this shock. I, I don't know. It, just everything is different, but you deal, you know, you just learn how to deal, but the people around you trying to help you, you know, you, you can see they're hurting for you and it sucks because they can't do anything for you. Absolutely, and it, man. And yeah. I can't imagine dealing with that anti-SW. That... It's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough as hell, man. And I mean, <laughs> Like I said, here I am watching my my six month old baby boy scratch his way into his into a you know dither, and I'm like, oh. I can't I can't stop it. I can't make it. All I can do is sit there and hold him and try to help him. And and the whole time, I'm holding him and I'm in pain because I'm putting him up against my my TSW riddled skin. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to comfort my child, and the whole time I'm super uncomfortable and. He'd wake up in the middle of the night and he'd want to crawl into bed with me, but then he'd touch me and I'd just nerve pain. He'd be kicking me and I'm like, Oh dude, no, stop, please make this go away. Yeah. Just doing everything you can to maintain. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, it's so crazy, dude. It's so, so, so crazy. So what is your, what's your skin maintenance like now? Honestly, 
I, I really don't do anything right now. I'm, I'm not putting anything on. I'm showering normally. At this point in time, I had a really good couple months in the summer, August, September. I was completely clear, like no skin problems at all. And I've noticed the past couple of years I've flared during the winter. So I was kind of waiting to see what happens. And right now, my only main problem areas are my hands, a little bit on my face and uh, a tiny bit on my forearms. But, you know, I, right now I'm finding the just the best thing is real limited, real limited uh, moisturizer. Maybe after a shower, I might put a thin layer of Vaseline on my hands and call it good. Gotcha. Like, it's so, really, really minimal maintenance at this point. Okay. And so, I mean, and that's, I guess that's the one thing, you know, it's, I've gone to the site, uh, Healing Happens, <clears throat> and uh, through a lot of that, I, I, most, of the, most of the ones I've seen on there recently are small, very small children and, uh, and people that are not quite healed, but they're, you know, they're doing much better than they were. And I'm like... I want, I so badly want to just know this is going to stop. This is going to end. There comes a time where it's going to go away, you know, and I, I don't think anybody can really give us that definity. Yeah. I I don't think that we're going to get that definite. It's going to stop because everybody's so different and everybody's body chemistry and makeup is so different that one person's not going to be like the next. And so that's another frustrating thing is like, I just want to know, is it going to stop? Is it going to end? Well, I, you know, I can tell you from my personal experience and you're right, everybody is different. You know, there's, there is no definitive answer from one person, but, but the way I'm healing and progressing, there is an end. Like I can for sure give you that answer. I feel from my experiences that, like, I know I still have it. I'm still dealing with it. But just the process of healing and how it's leaving the body, I totally feel for me, at least, there will for sure be an end. And I'd like to think it's that way for most other people. So, yeah, that's awesome, Or man. all other people, I'd like to say. Right, right. It's good to hear that way. I mean, just in, in like I said, man, I mean, I know for a fact that this time last year, I was in a much worse place. Exactly, man. One of the hardest things is, you know, you're going through the suffering daily for months, years, and you don't get breaks or it keeps coming back as it does. This is the normal cycle of TSW and and it really plays with your mind. (laughs) Oh, God, where was I going with this? (laughs) (laughs) I lost my train of thought here. But, okay, here we go. Um, You know, just being in that suffering all day, every day, you don't notice the healing that has happened. Right. Sometimes you right. take a step back and be like, wow, okay, look at where I am now to where I right. was months ago, a year ago. Look at the progress I've made. That progress is going to keep going, dude, until you're healed, you know? Right. And right. yeah, the hard thing is losing focus on that. Some of you Absolutely, really have to take a step back every once in a while and, and be like, wow, look at these pictures I took six months ago, or look how I was a year ago. Like you right. get that focus back and keep pushing through because any improvement at all is a sign that it's working. 
Well, see, and like, I guess here's another shitty thing for me, too, is I was gifted a, uh, a photo. Um, right. And I, my insurance paid for a single panel unit. And I was really excited because, you know, I've always felt really good out in the sun. Yes. Always. that I love the way the sun feels. I just I know that it helps me heal. So I was really stoked about getting this unit. So I get started on it and it's a slow process, man. You got to build up in 30 seconds um, every right. three days and then you got to build up and build up and build up. But every time I would get to a point to where I felt like it was starting to work, they would put me on antibiotics. Oh. You can't be in the sun on antibiotics. <laughs> so it was like such a kick in the ass, man, because. Yeah, I'm like, all right, this phototherapy is it's really starting to work. And then they just curb the shit out of it and hand me some antibiotics. And I'm like, I have to take the antibiotics. So I just got back on my phototherapy regimen uh, about two weeks ago because <laughs> I was in the hospital in December. Um, so I'm really hoping to see a really big turnaround with this photo light therapy. And I can't stress enough to people that, you know, two of the biggest things that have helped me are the air purifier and the photo light therapy, man. So if, if you're listening to this later on and you have not tried photo light therapy, I soup, I mean, I can't recommend it enough. Um, because I think honestly, out of everything, it's the least abrasive form of treatment. I will agree with you on that. I, I never had a phototherapy light, so I don't have much input on that, but I can agree with you on the, the least abrasive form of treatment. And I can also say that uh, I definitely believe sun helps a lot. I noticed for me, <clears throat> at least where I live, we have pretty long winters. So you got about a good six-month winter and you know a little spring and fall and maybe a good four months of summer. And I noticed when I came back out in the sun initially after the long winter, the initial sunlight exposure would cause me to have a tiny flare for the past couple of years. But after that initial flare got done with and I spent time out in the sun, my skin was great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a firm believer in sunshine is good. I, I think that's pretty much, you know, for everybody across the board. So. Yeah, well, and I mean, it. People talk about cancer and, you know, not spending too much time in the sun and wearing sunscreen and blah, blah, blah. But I, I tell you, man, I can't do sunscreen. Can't do it. It messes my skin up. I don't like it. Um, yeah. I just, it's, it screws me up. But I, I, I limit my time to about 45 minutes to with direct sunlight. And I find if I do that, it's super beneficial, man. Exactly. And, you, you know, the... I think the whole talk about cancer and all this and exposure to the sun, that, that's fine and dandy. There's truth to that. But sure. I also think that, you know, the way things are in society now, everybody makes a bigger deal of things than it really needs to be. So, I mean, you know, for that, don't go spend hours a day in the sun. That, right. That's not going to be good. But, yeah, if you <laughs> limit your time in the sun, you know, you don't need to put on suntan lotion if you're going to be out there for, you know, 5, 10 20 30 minutes if you're right. careful and mindful about it so yeah I, I definitely i cannot wait i i always get the winter blues here in missouri man because i'm, I'm with you on that we have such long winters man oh, um, terrible dude it's, it's it's absolutely brutal but even when we have like 48 degree days here i'll go outside as soon as the sun hits high noon i'm outside with my shirt off just soaking oh. in the rays dude 
dude, that, that's how that's how people are up here. You know, winter ends, and as soon as it gets 45, 50, we're so used to negative weather. Everybody's out in T-shirts and shorts, and you're like, oh, all right, then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a great thing, dude. That's awesome, man. Oh, there's something else I wanted to ask you, and I just cannot remember what it was, dude. I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. So, uh, when it comes to caretakers, who who's been who's been the best for you? I mean, like, tell me a little bit about your caretakers. Uh, pretty much, my mom has been the best for me, man. You know, she she's always been here. Took to heart what I said. Really, you know, trusted me and believed me when I said this is what's going on and this is what's going to have to happen. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends who say hey man you call me whenever you need me but i never really went that route right but yeah definitely pretty much the family has been the best you know gotcha. they're there whenever i need for for whatever i need so it, i yeah it, it totally breaks my heart reading through some of these people's uh stories man where their families are not supportive uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. That just blows my mind. And and to some extent, I understand, you know, they're, they think like everybody else does. Well, if you just trust the advice of your doctor, you'd be okay. Well, no, right. <laughs> you know, sorry, mom or dad or yeah, that, it's really heartbreaking to see that or, or people losing friends. I mean, which I think is a normal see for anybody suffering through TSW or I've, I've lost a lot of friends, brother. I've lost yeah, a lot of friends and I'm telling you, like I'm talking 20 year long friends, dude. Wow. They, wow. Yeah, I, a couple of them just disappeared. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess to each his own man. I mean, if they thought for some reason I was like blowing them off or something, you know, maybe yeah. they didn't see my 27th hospital stay on Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, I made it clear to most of my most of my friends I was going through something, you know, and most of them knew it when I stopped working. I made quite a few friends through that industry and Right. Yeah, you know, they just don't understand, you know, it'd be a month later they'd call me up, "Hey dude, you ready to go out?" Like, no, mm -hmm. man, I, I'm sorry, I can't. And then, you know, months pass into years and nobody calls you anymore. Yep. Or, you know, it's, another heartbreaking thing is seeing people lose relationships. That's yeah, dude. terrible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, I, I left the person I was with when I went into this because I knew what was going to happen. And it's fine. I, we weren't together long and she wasn't exactly a winner anyway. So that's <laughs> fine. But to see people who are in these longer relationships and you'd think the person sitting there watching you go through this would be sympathetic. Right? Oh man. I, uh, I, I lost my, uh, my fiance. Uh, we split up right when I first started going through TSW because severe lack of compassion, man. Um, the entire yeah. time I was suffering in Florida with this dude, she was just, just, I mean, it was insane, bro. She would kick me out of bed because I was scratching. She'd make me go sleep downstairs in the spare bedroom. Dude, um, that's crazy. She would, you know, she knew I was up all night scratching and I hadn't slept. And she would, she would leave pissed off and leave me with my daughter to my own, you know, it is just crazy shit, dude. You know, I was in the hospital in Florida three different times. Uh, once with pneumonia, ended up with sepsis. She came to the hospital for 30 minutes to see me in nine days. 
Dude. Yeah, honestly, I know that sucks, but it sounds like you're better off. Much, much better off, dude. And, you know, we work a lot better co-parenting than we ever did together. I mean, it it was just – it was such a shit, shit, shit show that I just can't even – I can't even remember what it was like being in it. I'm kind of glad that I can't remember the hard days, dude, because – yeah, it got yep. pretty. It got pretty wicked and bad, you know. And I've always said it. I I felt more alone laying next to her than I did when she wasn't there, and that's fucking sad. Yeah, no, that's that's terrible, and uh, that's one thing I would say to anybody suffering TSW and actually losing a relationship. You know, regardless of how long it is, I know it may suck right now, but trust me, you're better off. Yep. You know. Yep. A hundred percent. Like. Man. Like if someone's not going to be there through through your worst times, uh, you know, then cut it off. And, and another thing is like, honestly, unless you're suffering, you just can't fathom the amount of pain. Like, yeah. And that, that's one thing that kind of shocked me, like knowing all the symptoms and knowing what I was stepping into with TSW and considering myself to have a higher pain tolerance that there is just no way you can explain the pain. It is unreal next level. Like, yeah. uh, no one, nobody can understand it unless you're going through it. It doesn't matter how much you explain it to them. Like, it's, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it, man. I've tried and I, I have to, uh, like I said, I deal with the pain management team through KU medical center here. And, um, it took me, the first year going through this to really get these people to understand the kind of pain I was in to get me on painkillers because they look at you like you're, you're a drug seeker, you know, it's like, yeah, every exactly. Time yeah. Like, Oh, this guy wants more Dilaudid. And I'm like, dude, I don't want it. I fucking need it. Yeah. No. And, and that dude, I encountered that so much. And for me, I, I chose not to go the route of painkillers. It was kind of easier for me cause I had, you know, weed is legal here. So, right, right. but you know, any, I'd go into the doctor in the hospital in these initial stages, like I need something for the pain. And that's always the initial thing. You just get looked at like you're some drug addict. Oh, do you really, uh-huh. sir? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, look at me. My teeth are straight. My hair's cut. I have nice clothes on. Like, <laughs> no, I need this shit for pain, man. You know, like, do I look here. like a drug addict to you? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, dude. You, you, let's, let's use some common sense here. You know, yeah. like, yep. look at my medical history, dude. Like, you right. can pull it up. Yeah, like, and, it's, and and don't get me wrong. Again, you have to know they're trying to cover their ass because of the opioid epidemic and the and. I and get it. I get it too, man. But then it's funny to me. Here's the thing, that cracks me up, Chris. They they would look at you like a like I'm a drug seeker, and then when it was done, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you really need pain meds." They're like, "Here's fentanyl, dilated and oh yeah, and yeah, like, dude." Wait a second. Just the most hardcore <laughs> shit. Like, hey, as much as you need, dude, just keep it coming. Exactly. And, and I mean, so it's just like, it's it's so crazy to me, this medical profession, dude. Like, it's so nuts, man, because it's all about big pharma, dude. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Big pharma rules, man. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, big pharma dictates kind of what doctors can do. And I Absolutely. think that's bled over into the training and the education and, you know, 
it's sad to say I've just lost so much faith in doctors and Western medicine. Uh, Unless you're a surgeon, somebody with a real skill, I really don't trust you because, you know, I could probably do what most doctors do, come in, explain some symptoms, look at some shit on the Internet and be like, oh, these are the possibilities and these are the answers. (laughs) And you know that's exactly what they're doing, dude. Yeah, when they leave that room for 15 minutes, you know, things were different, man. When I was a kid and you went to see a doctor, they were personable with you. They were personable with your family. They sat with you for 20, 30 minutes, had a conversation, really looked at your symptoms. Now it's just go in, explain what's going on. They leave the room for 10 minutes, come back, slap you with some shit, and you're on your way. Absolutely, dude. There's no... There's no personability anymore, and I, I I understand it. There's a lot of people you got to see, but this is this isn't a joke, dude. You, you you know none of these drugs are tested for long term effects, really, and you're just handing them out like candy. What what yep. are you doing? How many yep. problems are you causing? Yep. Like yep. And yeah, and it it sucks that the steroid, you know, big pharma dictates everything. Well, okay, you can prescribe this, you can't prescribe this, and. And this and that, and then you know the whole, just the medical industry in general dealing with, uh, oh, dealing with medical and and you know pharmacy prices and prescriptions and dude, it, it's everything is about money. It's it's not about helping anymore. Absolutely not. And it's like you said, you know, I mean, you had to go without insurance. What do you do without insurance, man? Like, what are we supposed to do? You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. There's there's just no end, dude. I mean, I got lucky in that too. Where um, when I was in KU Medical Center, they paid for my Cobra insurance after I left Chili's for the first year I was sick. They paid my Cobra four hundred and fifty dollars a month. They paid. That's that's awesome. Otherwise, I'd have been I'd have been up shit creek without a paddle, dude. Oh, oh yeah, dude. No, and and that's you know one thing that surprised me is uh, well i guess it really shouldn't surprise me but you know sit there and work your ass off and you bust your ass and it's either insurance is extremely fucking expensive or or you, you know you can't afford it yes you know and then it, once i lost my job and everything and you know all of a sudden, well, here's free insurance and all this stuff. And, you know, th- that's nice and all, but it just, it, there there needs to be a better way. Our medical system really sucks. Oh, it's and then, sucks. you know, what, what sucked for me, I didn't really realize, uh, you know, I had this free medical for the first two years of being on disability for having no job. And then, all of a sudden, I get this notice in the mail. It's like, well, you've been on disability for two years, so you're going from Medicaid to Medicare, or vice versa, or whatever's right, what. Right. And it's like, well, okay, so we're going to, you can't get your free insurance anymore. And to have the insurance, we're going to take 10% out of your disability. Yeah. Okay, fine. I need insurance. So it has to be done. Great. But man, I'm barely surviving off disability, dude. Now you want to take 10%? Like, yep. Oof. Oh, you're killing me, dude. I'm getting ready to deal with that in June because uh, June will be my, my second year. So I'm going to have to go on to Medicare and uh, you don't have a choice. It's automatic. No, they, they just uh, dump you on. No. Yeah, they do. You, you literally don't have a choice. You know, they, first I called them up and I'm like, yeah, I don't need this. I have, you know, 
free right. health state. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you don't, dude. You don't have any health right now. Like, right. Oh, okay. We'll take 10% then. Yep. And I'm telling you, man, like, I, I don't want to put it out there, but I will. I mean, I went from making $3,800 a month to That's 16, pretty good money. To, to 16. Exactly. And now I, with disability, I bring in 1600 a month. <laughs> that's more than I'm bringing in, but I mean, that's a huge hit compared to, you know, y- your lifestyle is built around making this much. 100%. So, you know, you take this hit and you get half your wage. Well, Jesus Christ, your lifestyle completely changes now. Well, dude, if I wasn't living with my mom, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be homeless. There's just no, I mean, the, the prices here in Kansas city, bro, I can't find a two bedroom for less than 900 a month. Yeah, that's pretty comparable to the prices up here too. And luckily for me, I had some really good friends who understood what I was going through and I have a decent living situation, but if that wasn't the case, dude, I'd be in my mom's basement right now. Right. So, right. you know, yeah. that's there's just no way around that, man. You you can't there's no way you can survive by yourself off a of disability there's unless no you way. made yeah. some astronomical amount of money before. Exactly. Yep. You'd have to get the max from disability. And I mean, thankfully I started managing restaurants when I did because I started making more money. Otherwise, dude, I, (laughs) I have no idea. I just, I, it makes me laugh, dude, because I don't understand how people survive. I just don't get it. I no, it blows my mind too, man. But they do. I guess you, Man, you make it work with what you got, or you fight. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fight or flight, dude. Pretty uh, much, it's and that's just the way it is. But I, I, I will say this: you said it earlier. I've read it a hundred times in the post, dude. I do not know a stronger group of people. I just don't. No, I, I completely agree with you. You know, like, like I said, I firmly believe this is. This is one of the most painful conditions a human can go through. Yeah. And yeah, I've never met a stronger, more caring group of people that, you know, this group pretty much saved me. I had no one else when I went into it. And I can remember the the very first, very first post I did and someone replied to me right away and hit me up with a private message and was like, Hey man, you know, if you need to talk about anything, anytime, like I'm here and like that shocked me. I was like, "Whoa, really?" Yeah. Like, the, yeah. okay, that's it's kind of strange. And then you you get to know, and you're like, "Wow!" Like, huh, what what an amazing, amazing group of people. Yeah, brother. And see, and you're part of that for me because you were one of the first ones to hit me up and just go, "Dude, yo, I'm going through it too. If you need anything, holler at me, dude." And- well, yeah, you you give back. You know, you have to. Yeah, you, you have to stick around and help other people out. Yep. People in that group, the the one thing about the groups that's hard, and I think it's hard for people to understand at first, is they go into these groups and they're like, wow, all I see is a bunch of people suffering. I don't see anybody healing. I don't see anybody making improvements. Well, you got to understand that that's what the group is. It's a group for those specifically suffering. So. Right. You know, there there has to be people that have made it out the other end that, or, or are coming out the other end that can stick around and be like, hey, I know it seems endless. I know it sucks. I know you have doubts, but it works. Trust me. You know, right. I'm here. I've been through it. It, it. There needs to be people. There needs to be veterans in that group to, this, to maintain. And, 
and this is my AA group, dude. You know what I mean? This is yes. This is my AA group, and that's the purpose of this podcast. This isn't. I don't want to do sponsorships. I don't want to get paid. I'm not about any of that shit, dude. I'm here, 100 for people to share their stories, to share their successes, to share their failures, and and again to put a voice to it. You know, I mean. So you're staring at that screen all day long, brother. It gets old, man. So I, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want to hear somebody tell me their story, man. I, I can read it about it all day long, but I'd rather you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of nice to it. It's nice to put a voice to the name. It's nice to hear somebody and it's easier, you know, uh, honestly, like during the first couple months, it hurt to hold my phone. It, yeah. Yeah. It stuck. Like, yep would have been a lot easier to put it down and just be able to listen to listen. some people. And, Absolutely, dude. You know, like, I mean, that that's how much it sucks. You know it sucks when it it's agonizing to move your arm to hold your phone. Yep. You know and what I mean? Like, those that's are the crazy. Little, those are the little things. I didn't brush my teeth for days on end, dude, because I couldn't get out of bed to make it to the sink, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. I The first couple months, like, my toilet is literally 10 feet away like from my bed step out of my bed take a couple steps i'm there and i literally the first three months i could almost not do that yeah like my energy was so low yeah uh, like there would almost be times i'd have to crawl back to my bed because i just couldn't stand up for more than a minute you know well I tell you, man, that's why I really hope this podcast, you know, I've gotten, I think today was 200, <laughs> 200 listens, um, nice. which is huge for me. I mean, cause it's been a week. Um, so if, if I can think about, if I, I sit back and think about, you know, 150 of those people are new listening and it's helping them, dude, we're doing the right thing, man. Exactly. Hey man, you just help one person. You've done your job. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's yeah. You go through something like this and it, you know, I'd say for the most part, it's made people a lot better. I, I see a lot of people out there, you know, trying to press the word, but I don't think anybody's done a podcast yet. So yeah, this, in my opinion, was a good idea. That's why I jumped on it. I was like, hey, yeah. let's get voices heard and, you know, some actual voices. So exactly. And that's, <laughs> I mean, it was funny because I was talking to, uh, we had, some friends of ours stay here the other night because they were having their floors refinished. And this, my buddy Gabe is like, dude, you got to do a podcast, man. You got to, I mean, you got to get your voice out there. And I'm like, that's a great freaking idea, man. Yeah, it was. I never even thought about it, dude. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I forced myself the next day to look it up. And then the next day I was like, okay, here we go. I don't care how stupid I sound. I don't care. I'm just going to do it, man. And you know what? If I, if I reach one person, then so be it that is what it is yeah exactly man and i think it's good a lot of people in the group seem to like it and take to it and i mean there's plenty plenty of material plenty of people there for you to exactly you know continually do this so yep, yep. and i want to get i'm going to get some caretakers on i'm going to have my mom on an episode um i've got people lined up all week i got one tomorrow yeah. i've got one thursday i've got one friday so we're yeah, that's awesome, out, man. Brother. We're going to keep on going, Chris. I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight, man. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, not a problem at all, man. I had a great time. It was nice talking to you too, buddy. I think you're probably the second or third person I've actually 
physically talk to. So that was nice. That's awesome, brother. Well, I, I, I can't, I can't thank you enough, dude. And you know what? We're going to have to do this again, man. Hey man, anytime, anytime you, uh, you know, you want to have me on, just hit me up and I'm always down. Sounds good, brother. Will you take care of yourself and get some sleep tonight? All right. Yeah. You too, man. All right, guys, this is the itchy ginger. We'll talk to you later.